Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy February and Black History Month. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, is, it is Black History Month. The first week of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite month of the year. So um, we are excited to come back to you guys this week. Uh, we're continuing our Toxic and Trash TV Couples. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. As um it's been such a nice like little series to do it makes us think critically about you know the couples that we love growing up and you know they may not have all been 100 percent perfect like we thought they were you know what i mean um so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit later but um how was your weekend how did you do anything fun no, it was a good weekend. We got a lot of snow in New York I City saw. Oh my the past gosh. couple of days. Yeah, so that's been mm. really, really crazy. Um, I watched the Wendy Williams movie, which was the highlight of my weekend. And I think we'll probably get into that a little bit later, too. Yeah, I watched um, it. Well, other so. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been kind of just everyone's been digging themselves out of the snow in New York City. What about uh, Atlanta? How are y'all doing down there? It's cold as, as crap. And cold, okay. for us, cold for us is, you know what I'm saying, low 30s in the morning. <laughs> and um, right. that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. And then the high, it may have gotten up to maybe 40. Uh, so that's cold for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not used to that. But it's okay. Come come March 1st, it'll probably be 80 degrees. So, oh, God. Um, that sounds so and- good. March 1st, we'll probably <laughs> get our next huge nor'easter snowstorm. Yeah, but, we, but, but you know, stranger things have happened here. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. I, I spent my weekend um, in a conference. Um, shout out to DVCon. It was um, the diverse, diversity um, um um, pitch event. I uh, had a conference, uh, Diverse Voices uh, conference, and I got to listen to a lot of my favorite authors that I've mentioned on here before. Um, Alyssa Cole, um, Jasmine Guillory, uh, Rebecca Witherspoon, so many of the authors that I love and respect in the industry. And oh. I got a lot of great, um, you know, tips and tricks about, you know, getting published, you know, self mm-hmm. possibly self-publishing. Oh, or, nice. Um, and it's so many, it was such a great resource and I made some friends, you know what I mean? So I was able to, you know, connect with people. They had like a discord group and so I was able to like connect with people, um, and stuff. So that's what I spent most of my weekend doing as well as, um, trying to sell popcorn for my kid because she's selling, she's selling popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. She's selling popcorn for her um, little fundraiser. So. Yeah, that's a, that's about it. That's about it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what are the hot topics? I already know one girl because I saw it. Um, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, Whoa. So there are some sizzling hot topics this week, honey. Yeah, okay. Honey. So, you know, one of the hot topics is that Trey Songs has a sex tape that leaked. It's allegedly Ooh. him on the tape. He has neither confirmed nor denied that the tape is him. Um, So basically, if you have not seen it, you know, a lot of blogs can't post it. However, you know, not for the faint of heart, but, you know, if you're a little bit curious, you can go on Twitter and do a little search for Trey Song's sex tape. And, you know, I'm not saying that I did that, (laughs) but, you know, oh, is it R.E.M. Pornhub? Oh, girl, yeah. 
if Lord, they're quick. So it's only a few seconds, so don't get your hopes up. But, you know, it's basically a shadowy silhouette figure, not to be confused with the silhouette challenge on TikTok, but it's a shadowy, although that's gotten pretty graphic too, the male silhouette challenge. But anyway, yeah, basically it's a, a shadowy figure of a male um, who is very well endowed, receiving um, oral pleasure from a female um, and most distinguished distinctive about the video is that the man has a tattoo on his left arm and so you know how the interwebs are they put two and two together and so post pictures of Trey songs and his tattoo were posted and it it looks very similar to the tattoo on you know the person in the tape so um, Trey songs posted a kind of cryptic message on his instagram of himself watching the video with like a shocked face emoji (laughs) <laughs> if he like I said, he neither confirmed or denied it. But you know, I kind of feel like if it's not you on the tape and you want the world to know it's not you, you would kind of adamantly say, "Look, guys, I'm flattered right. or I'm insulted, whichever you are." But it's <laughs> right. But like right. I said, the man is extremely well endowed, and it has led to all sorts of silly memes about, <laughs> yeah. "Wow, you know, it's my best face on." That's what's going on in his like, world. He's like been in the news like, a lot lately. Yeah, like we know, you know why not, the neighbors not, know his name and stuff. Right. <laughs> why the neighbors know his name exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was most mm. recently in the news a couple weeks back. You know, unfortunately, he had gone to a stadium. I think it was a game. And he was asked to put on his mask. He did not have it on. Foolish man. And he basically got into a physical altercation that he initiated when he was asked by the security guards to put on his mask. I don't know why some celebrities or people in general think that they're above the law, but you know, everybody's just trying to be safe out here in these streets. So yeah. So this is not as negative as that, but I don't know, Trey. We want another album from you, Trigger. Okay. Right, we, right, right. All this. we love your music. But anyway. And other um news similar but not not the same, but of you know, kind of exposure via videos on social media. Chloe of the duo, what is it, Chloe and Hallie? Um, are they sisters in real life? They are real life sisters. Okay, yes. I love those ladies. They're just so positive. They have, and they have a great sweet. relationship. They do. And because maybe they have this very lovely, wholesome, sweet image, they're young adults. And so Chloe recently wow. posted a video on her Instagram and she was just kind of saging her bedroom. And in the video, she had on a T-shirt and some panties. And, you know, she received a lot of backlash, unfortunately, you know, from her fans. What are you doing? Why are you posting that thirst trap video? That's not appropriate. Ba, ba, ba. And she was very hurt. So she kind of posted, you know, a tearful message to her fans. And to her, not to her, just her fans, but to everybody. And first of all, some people were kind of like, as a celebrity, you kind of have to develop a thick skin and you should not respond to everything that people say. Some things right. you just ignore, let people say what they want. Right. But I guess it really kind of spoke to her and she really wanted to kind of get this off her heart. So she kind of mm. talked about how, you know, growing up, she was like a little curvier, thicker, whatever the case may be, and didn't really have like a really positive body image so she said Mm -hmm. you know number one posting that video of herself she really didn't see it as sexy she was kind of like this is how I chill in my room I did my staging yes I was wearing this it wasn't supposed to be a thirst trap it's kind of like this is who I am this is what I'm wearing this is the body I'm in I'm proud of the body I'm in 
And yes, you know, I'm grown. I can put this video up and I don't know why I have to be criticized for it. It's not fair. Like I'm, I'm literally like in this past year, just starting to kind of love myself and my body. And this really hurt my feelings. So Mm. I don't know. I have feelings. I mean, I feel like number one, she is a grown woman. She is able to post whatever she wants to post. I think it's a little naive though, to kind of post that and not think people are gonna react because it's your panties and your t-shirt like I could be staging my room I wouldn't be doing it in panties on my Instagram like do you know what I mean unless mm-hmm. I was kind of a list looking for that attention and I'm not saying that she was but if she was it's okay like I kind of feel right. like sometimes when we put up sexy pictures a lot of times we feel like we need to like act like it's not supposed to be a sexy picture like oh, I'm okay just standing with a back shot looking at the ocean right it's okay right. like I look good I'm proud of my body I, I feel amazing and, and that's okay to share that. So, but she was really hurt by that. And a lot of celebrities came forward. Jordan Woods was one of them to say, you know what, girl, there's nothing wrong with what you did. You look great. If you want to sage in your, in your drawers and stuff, that's fine. So yeah, she just kind of spoke to like body positivity and body shaming and that whole bit, you know. Well, you know, what's funny is those same people who are like, go trade getting all this head. Right. Are the same people who are shaming Chloe for just being in t-shirt and panties. Isn't that And she something? wasn't showing anything. It's just right. misogyny. She wasn't, is real stank. Yeah. I don't like it. Misogyny yeah. is stank. Misogynoir is stank. Yeah. But I don't like yeah. it. It's a double yeah. standard. It's a double standard. It is a double standard. Mm. And she looks beautiful. I don't. I mean, she has she true? has a beautiful shape. Yeah. I, I mean, shoot, I wish I was shaped like that. You know what I mean? It is. And I don't know if it's because when these girls come out and they're young ladies and people think they have a certain image, sometimes they have to kind of maybe feel like I don't know. Like remember when Kiki was? It, which one is Kiki Palmer? Yeah, the one Kiki who was um the the uh in the Lawrence Fishburne movie, and she was kind of like it was really hard to shift people's image of me as a little girl. Like I'm not a little mm-hmm. girl anymore. And sometimes. Mm-hmm. Celebrities are like, do I have to do like a Playboy spread? You know, even um, mm-hmm. like uh, the tall young lady who was um in the spy show on Nickelodeon or Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, they, she's she's having backlash now for being, for being in a, with older know. man or whatever. Yeah, it's twenty five. I mean, right, on, like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, stupid. But um. And so another, um, something else that's going on in the media, this is Wendy Williams. You know, now that she has her movie, she's been been much more open and kind of sharing details of her life in a way that she never has before. She's always kind of safeguarded her, her personal business. But she did re- um, share this week that she um, had a one night stand with Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan. Funny. Yeah, and it, was, it was before he was married, and it was when they were out partying in the '90s, and he was hot and popping, and she was on the radio, and basically right. she was just kind of like they were out one night, a fight, a fight broke out at the club. They kind of both just, they, neither of them were involved. They decided mm-hmm. to leave the club together, and she mm-hmm. said they were just basically smoking weed at her place, and she said she gave him a bath, and then they went all the way and it was just like a one night thing she said they both had a good time and that was it like I said Mm -hmm. it was before he was married before Mm -hmm. she was married they were just two folks being adults being grown up Mm -hmm. but you know Method Man's wife was like 
furious and she went on this rant that I thought was really, really ugly. And she was just, I don't know, maybe more stuff has transpired between the families. It must but have it for must her have. to be, be so upset because girl, that it was 30 really, something years ago. <laughs> it was so many years ago. He was not married to you. I don't know. Maybe she right. just didn't want her husband to pick. He lived. He was a rap star in the most popular group. Girl, one of the most popular groups in the 90s. You know how one of the finest rappers stand? ever. You mean to tell me women weren't throwing their panties at Method Man even back then? Even when he was a little heavy. And maybe it, it brought up something for her and brought her to those days. But she just kind of said some very scathing comments. How dare you? You're just so unhappy with yourself. You just want to ruin everybody. You used to be, you know, a pop and now you're nobody. You're desperate for attention. I, I you know, I, I stand for Wendy Williams. So I just thought I it was a little bit hard. And I don't think she um, was lying. You know what I mean? I don't like, think she was lying either. I don't think Wendy has to lie about something like that. I, I mean, don't either. It, but yeah, his wife was not happy about it. Perhaps she feels like she should have left well enough alone. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if it had been an affair and she'd been married at the time, I would have thought maybe Wendy shouldn't have shared that story. But they were both kind of young and free at that time. So it is right. what it is. I appreciate right. her candor right now because she always has safeguarded her privacy. And, you know, for obvious reasons, she's always wanted to keep it about hot topics of other people, not distracting the hot topics with her own stuff. But now her stuff is out here. So I say keep sharing, girl. Yeah. And lastly, yeah. in other kind of unfortunate news, T.I. and Tiny probably... A lot of people's another favorite toxic couple, and they are one of our favorite toxic couples, on again, off again, toxic couples of the South. They've been accused by mommy of that TikTok. Anyway, a woman named um, Sabrina Peterson did come out, and she does allege that. Um, she was held at gunpoint by T.I. and forced to perform sexual acts and threatened. And then not only did she kind of speak for herself, she then kind of went on to open up the floodgates and basically say that T.I. and Tiny have been over the years sex trafficking, drugging, and raping multiple women. Uh, and this is all allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly yes. Basically, you know, T.I. and Tiny, have you heard this story? It was just so shocking. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if this has been, been for years that people have been speculating about this, but, you know, they both kind of came out. T.I. made a, he didn't directly address Sabrina. You know, T.I. basically says she's lying. She used to be a mutual friend of ours. We fell out. Um, and T.I. was kind of like, look, Tiny and I enjoy what we enjoy. We do enjoy some threesomes. Okay. We, we do bring mm-hmm. people in. He alluded mm-hmm. to that. He said, but whoever we bring in, you know, they're consenting adults, they're of age, everything is kind of agreed upon and there has never been any need to, you know, sexually assault or anything. I don't know what to believe because you have multiple people saying that they've been drugged, like the the drug that they supposedly used was Molly and there was one woman who said she was given so much drugs by T.I. and Tiny. She said she passed out and she said she woke up, they were gone from the hotel room. She said her vagina and her anus were sore and she doesn't have any memory. So it's, it's really sounding like that kind of Bill Cosby type of rape that perhaps in the eyes of the assaulter is subjective kind of like we were drinking, we agreed, she came to the hotel, she did, took the drugs and whatever happened, happened. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of this, but T.I. and Tiny are kind of like, whatever we did was consensual. Maybe there was some drugs involved. We were partying. We enjoy our lifestyle. What's wrong with that? But these yeah, guys I, are I, saying, I, no, I, I haven't heard anything about like trafficking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, they said, said Tiny was the ringleader bringing people in to T.I. Well, they, said, they said that she recruited the women for the threesomes. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so it's kind of like a matter of a... Mm-hmm. That's pretty plausible. I mean, that's plausible. You're just a woman that kind of butters up <laughs> other women for threesome. Well, sure, of course. But, but I guess the because, way she perceives yeah. that it wasn't a forced situation. And it is possible that maybe the women came back and maybe they took the drugs to relax them. And and I don't know, you know, it's it's such a, a, a tricky thing. And mm-hmm. it's like when one, when now the floodgates are open. So a lot of, and this Sabrina's really on a mission to kind of, you know, bring them down and, and say, this is wrong. You guys can't be doing this. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that's not true. I feel like, particularly Ti, kind of has a soft spot for the community and kind of like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, trying to be right yeah. about the community. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a, he's a slut. You know, let's keep it one hundred. Sure, sure. You know, he's a slut. He'll he'll admit yeah. that he's been out in yeah. the street. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I got you know Atlanta is such a hub for sex trafficking, and as a matter of fact. One of my sororities, um, my chapter's initiatives has been on sex trafficking here in the city. And so we've done a lot of things and partner with, you know, a lot of folks in the community. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, this news kind of coming out, while it's, while it's shocking to me, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? The trafficking piece surprised me too. Because yeah. I kind of feel like there's a lot of people who would willingly join TI and Tiny for a threesome, especially if there's some free drinking and money involved, I don't know. But so it's sad and scary that that type of thing might, you know, why would that kind of coercion be needed? And perhaps that was the thrill of it. If it's if it's true, and we don't know. Um, but trafficking is a scary thing. But just the whole thing was just disturbing. Very, very you know? scary. Mm-hmm. And then Shekinah got involved and, and kind of was weighing in. It's, it's a whole mess, though. So. Why I just is Shakira you know. getting jumping in it. I mean, <laughs> girl, sit down, sit oh, down, Lord have sit mercy. down somewhere. Oh, Ooh, so God. anyway, That's... those are our sizzling hot topics for this week. Yeah, girl. they were they were pretty they were pretty sizzling. Mm-hmm. So, okay, on a scale of okay, let's let's keep it adult. On a scale of like one to ten, how do you think old girl skills was in this Trey Song's sick shape? I would have to look at it again because I was so distracted by the size of it. And I'm being completely honest. Like, I really didn't look at her technique. And now that you said that, I'm going to go back and look to see if there's anything I can just learn from. But yes, I'm going to take another look. But I was just really taken aback because it just seems like when these celebrities leak their... And also, you could tell from the angle of the um, camera that he was taking the the thing. I'm sure they didn't have a third person. So it was probably on his camera. So for that to leak... That's about as believable as Safari's little dick pic leaking. Yeah, I'm sure it was an accident. It's right, never the right. small dick dude whose pic leaks, is it? It's always the ones that are really and if, large. And if they were small, they would definitely deny it. Because <laughs> right. they would be like, that ain't me, that ain't me. You know, you see the look here. Instead of posting a cute little thing on thing like like Trey Songs did. Like, right. Shocked um, face. Um, what's your boy, Captain America? I don't America's know why they need to do that. Is he about to launch a, t- a, um, a, a music uh, a CD? Like, we don't need that. It was cute, but, you know, your your albums do well without leaking your own uh, sex videos. So, that's anyway. why I like my singers classy. Raheem Devon would never do such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I, look, I see him in concert, and I know, I know he probably, you know what I'm saying, but he would never, ever. Exactly. It's so thirsty. <laughs> drop his album like this Friday because now like everybody's talking about it. <laughs> no, if there ain't no oh, album dude then what was the yeah, point of this good technique Trey Songz 
<laughs> right? What was the point? I, well, I, for I your ego? Because the yeah. party did it for yeah. ego, so. Lord, I didn't anywho, think he was all that, though. I, I thought she was okay. Mm, she was okay. So, like, but listen, that was, a, that, was a lot, that was a lot of salami to deal with. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. She had a lot, y'all. She did the best she could. I know, you know, you don't want to be having long jaw. You got to unhinge your jaw like a snake to try to handle it. But, you know. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. That's right. so funny. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's too much. That was too much. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about this week's uh, toxic TV couples. And this week we are talking about our perennial favorite, The Cosby Show. So we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Um, we are going to be continuing our discussion of toxic TV couples goals or nah um for the month of february and Uh this this um week we are probably going to eviscerate your faves um (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, indeed we are going to be discussing couples on the cosby show and you know everybody loves the cosby show they are um, despite you know Bill Cosby's antics and his mm-hmm. whole allegations, mm-hmm. people love the Cosby Show. It was yeah. put up as and held as this kind of model of what Black Americans should aspire to be. Yeah, did something um, positive for our community, and, and in spite of his yeah, right, his right. And we talked about a different world, uh, you know, the first week, which is a spinoff from the Cosby Show. But um, you know, we want to go back to the OG and talk about the Cosby yeah. Show and. Um, you know, talk about some of your favorite couples. There were, I mean, most of the couples were kind of settled in their ways and older. You know, you had the grandparents and stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. husband and stuff like that. But you know, you had some other couples we could talk about. Um, yeah, and, and and dig into um their relationships and things like that. So let's talk about Elvin and Sandra. Well, I, before we even get into Elvin and Sandra, I just kind of feel like when I think about all of these couples that we're about to discuss, maybe oh, yeah. Elvin and Sandra, I, I kind of feel like looking back at the Cosby show, Bill Cosby made some decisions, whether conscious or unconscious. But I kind of feel like Theo, his only son on the show, who probably was based on one of his sons in real life. He but was based on his son that got killed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like Theo had the opportunity to date a lot of really fun girls, pretty girls, mm-hmm. sexy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. diverse. You know, just like a nice selection of women in the end who he chose. He, he chose some good girlfriends, but... I kind of feel like the men who his daughters dated and settled with were perhaps men that maybe he wanted his own daughters to date and settle with. And there was like a theme to these men, you know, yes. all except for Elvin were older. They were just really straight laced, very yes. kind of like yes. boring, yes. not fun. They were just seemed very incompatible with their wives who were very free spirited, mm-hmm. who were feminists, who were strong women. And so the men, I guess mm-hmm. if we get into it, 
really didn't seem matched to these women, but I kind of feel oh, like no. Cosby visualized what a nice guy was in his eyes and who he would mm-hmm. like to see his daughters with. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Theo got kind of more of a diverse range, w- women with more depth. But anyway, that was just kind of an observation. Uh, you're absolutely, you are absolutely into- no, 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 no. You are yeah. absolutely right about that. Theo, Theo was I- able to to do that. Yeah. But the girls yeah. weren't. You know what no, I mean? No, no. And as we as we get into like Elvin and and Martin and mm-hmm. Davis Bricky, it's mm-hmm. kind of like really that's who they had to pick from. Like, but anyway, we can start yes. with Elvin and yes, Sandra. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, uh, at first glance, Elvin and Sandra look like carbon copies of the Hustables, right? Right. You know, one one's going to be a doctor, the other's going to be a lawyer. They go to Princeton. They have these Ivy League educations. You know, of the few kids, you know, the kids went to HBCUs, except yes, I think yes. Sandra and um, Sandra and Theo, right? Right. Um, because, and I think, I think, like you said, Elvin is very, I mean, Sandra is most similar to her mom, perhaps being yeah, the oldest right, daughter. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. Being the oldest and, you know. She's you know, more I, serious than the other sister. She's more, res- as an older sister or brother is, she's very responsible. Her character is very mature, serious, and she's a, mm-hmm. a strong feminist woman like her mom. And they right. do have and, that in common. Yeah, and mm-hmm. fun fact, she wasn't on the, the first episode of The Cosby Show. They they added her later. Right. Um, because he That's wanted right. to have five, model have five kids, just like he had five kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, so they kind of added her later, like, oh, here's Sandra back from college, you know? Right. I remember um, when that happened. The, the yeah. model, she was like the perfect, the perfect student, you know, the perfect yeah. daughter, the perfect, she was perfect. Except and for so, when she decided to open the wilderness. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> to be a free spirit. Right, right, right. We'll get into that. Right, so, right. So she meets Alvin, who is like, quote, unquote, unquote, equal, at least on paper-wise. Correct. Like, into, intellectually, oh, God. I just, oh, God. He's like, such a El- buffoonish, clueless he is man. such a buffoonish, clueless man. I think everybody's seen that famous clip of how he's like, Asking Mrs. Hustable, like, oh my God, you fixed Mr. Hustable's coffee? I didn't know you, you know? did that. I didn't did know you what? did that. Serve. <laughs> serve, <laughs> serve, 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 serve as in serve my man, or is it? Yes. I love oh, one of oh, the classic, classic reads. A classic read. But yeah, because, I think you make oh, a good yeah. point when you talk about the parallels between Elvin and Sandra mm-hmm. and Heathcliff and Claire, because mm-hmm. she is someone who's a very serious, mature woman. And Elvin, similar to kind of Heathcliff, is kind of like this like almost buffoonish, clueless character. And even though Cliff is not as sexist and macho, or he's not sexist and macho at all, really, but right. there were a couple times during the um, seasons where um, Claire did allude to kind of the way your father was when I met him, and I really kind of had to retrain him and reshape him to get him to where he is. So it's almost I mean, kind of insinuating still, that he I, was naive, like, yeah, like Elvin. Yeah, yeah, he was naive, but at the same time, I definitely think Heathcliff, and let's and let's for the fact for the for the record, let's separate Heathcliff from Bill Cosby. Okay? okay, okay. So Heathcliff was a man who who on the surface seemed like he was open minded, but he really wasn't. <laughs> you know, okay, he really had okay. kind of like some old fashioned values and stuff like that. You know, with the with, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted his kids to be a certain way when Theo got yes. the ear. Earrings, like he lost his mind, you know. Yes, yes. You know, he didn't. You know, he felt like that was kind of an affront. It was more conservative, yeah. Yeah, he was Mm -hmm. very, very, very conservative. Like, yeah, like you know, Cosby. Excuse me, he probably was a um, 
a Republican. You know what I mean? So, right. <laughs> and, I, and I think that he did model the character after who he was in real life. And mm-hmm. we know in real life behind the scenes that Bill Cosby was conservative to the point where, you know, and I know this is kind of off topic, but conservative to the point where when, um, what's her name, Lisa Bonet became mm-hmm. pregnant, he didn't mm-hmm. want her on the show. And then he gave her yeah. the opportunity at Hillman, but he was upset about it. And they butted heads and she ended up leaving the show because of creative differences. But yeah. I think he wanted his actresses and actors to leave a certain lifestyle on and off the camera. Yeah, so, he, yeah, wanted, both yeah he wanted to definitely control Yeah. Them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, as, as, as he liked to control the women in his life, he did always kind of, or not always, but he did have some male characters that maybe did not have the same kind of backbone and were a little bit weak. Mm-hmm. So Elvin was mm-hmm. clueless, weak, chauvinistic. He was shapeable, mm-hmm. though. But yeah. it kind of goes back to what I said about I felt like the pairings were odd. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have assumed that someone like Sandra, who is a strong feminist woman and mm-hmm. a confident woman, and a, and a very educated, learned woman would, mm-hmm. would date, let alone be engaged to a, a guy like Elvin. Because to me, those types of chauvinistic attitudes come out during the dating period. And that's when you right. kind of get to know someone. And though he was, like you said, on paper, he I forgot he was going to be a doctor. He was such yeah. a buffoon to me. I can't even picture yeah, that. But, be a doctor. You know, mm-hmm. he looked good on paper. I'm sure they had some fun times. Ha ha ha, he he he. But I'm just like... The way he was so backward in his way of thinking mm-hmm. to the fact that Claire had to check him so many times. There were so many yeah, incidents where he would accidentally yeah. yeah, make statements like, I remember there was the episode, the one that, of course, you named where he says to her when she offers to get him the coffee, there was that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And there was another one where he was just sitting with um, Cliff downstairs and he said something like, gosh, you know, I'm surprised you let her work. Like, um, you don't mind? Um, right, and was like, right. what do you mean? Let her work, and mm-hmm. and and um, Elvin was just kind of like, well, you know, you make enough money for the both of you. I don't, I don't know why you would have her work outside the house. Wouldn't you rather mm-hmm. her be home so that when you get home after a long day of work, there's a hot meal waiting for you? Mm-hmm. And Cliff very appropriately kind of responded. Well, you know, when I get home sometimes, or when she gets home late for work, you know, I'm sure she would like a hot meal prepared for her. So, you know, a marriage right. is about doing for each other. So he was educating him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that. I know for me and my dating, you know, excursions and, and getting to know guys, if someone is that backward in their thinking, that's too much work to have to kind of read because that's learned behavior, right? Elvin picked that up from his dad and his dad's dad and whatever mm-hmm. he saw modeled. And so that's a lot of work to have to shape a man into having different values and kind of respecting a woman and her, you know, her mm-hmm. independence. So mm-hmm. I guess Sandra was up for the challenge. I wonder if she was checking him too the way her mom had to check him. It just and seemed like an odd pairing. It was a very odd pairing. And I never thought that a girl like Sandra, because she was so straight laced and had this plan for her life, yes. would be led astray to right. start a god dang wilderness By some store. dummy like Elgin? Like a wilderness store? A wilderness Are you store? Crazy? Now, 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 truth be told, they was ahead of their time because REI right now is like killing the game, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> so if they were right. opening up a chain of stores like REI, sure. they would have been sure. millionaires. Probably but it wasn't like she was being business minded, like this can she be wasn't. leveraged into this. They just wanted to be free spirits. I would have expected Denise to marry, to, um, you know, marry open a free spirit man or open as yeah. well. Yeah, not Sandra. But I guess they were just showing that, you know, people can evolve and change. It's certainly not like Elvin was a controlling man who made her do it. They clearly both wanted to do it, had the children, named them Winnie and Mandela, right? They became right. basically the hippies, which I guess they wanted to show that dichotomy of how people change. But but they also, I think they also wanted to show on the flip side, and this is kind of a positive, 
I'll mm-hmm. say about their relationship. They want to show like the immense pressure they were under to be mm. these people. And so because they were under so much It pressure, was kind of an escape or something. Right, it was an escape. It was like for yeah. them running away from what they were sure. doing. And yeah. then that's a lot of pressure when your parents are so successful (laughs) yeah this brilliant lawyer this brilliant doctor maybe it's kind of too much pressure you know Mm -hmm. it was too much pressure and I think I think from from the the kind of glimpses we got from from uh Elvin his parents too were pretty you know successful successful Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know there were there was so much pressure for them to be like spot on and be so sure they were just Especially like, as the oldest mm-hmm. daughter and stuff, mm-hmm. that is a lot. Mm-hmm. They were like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're gonna just, we can't do this no more. We can't go to school. We can't. I, I'm tired. Let's just open yeah. the door. Sure, it you happens. Know? You know, you and know, then when see, it flopped, happen. Yeah. right? And then when it flopped, they realized, you know what? Let's get back on track. Let's get back. On yeah, course. yeah. You know, I so. feel like I see that happen more in white families, but I think this was trying to illustrate that this couple that was very upper middle class or even upper class, if you will, mm-hmm. that it's not about color. This is a really upper class family because I feel like when you have these white kids and they're coming from all this money, they can make a decision. I'm not going to take over dad's business right now. I'm right, going to go right. backpack across Europe. And right. I'm not to right. go to college because right. in the back of his mind he knows that he can always come home to dad's business and he can choose to go to college and get a business an MBA in business or not and they sometimes have that luxury to go and hello they may have that luxury you know to find themselves yeah they may have that luxury to kind of go and find themselves in a way that you know as a people of color we we may not have always had you know if you're a first or second generation college student grad school you you may have felt this pressure like i have to go to grad school and finish but you know um but yeah i i appreciate that that they they did that i didn't remember that they came back around and finished school so that was the decision they came back around and finished school because she had had the kids and Mm -hmm. so she was trying to balance having the kids and finishing their residency and, and then you know he was finishing like the residency and and then I do know, remember that okay. it was a lot they were just sleepy and tired I think yes sleep it was like a lot going on and they were trying to like you know what I'm saying balance their lives their new lives you know yes. and so at the time I guess the Huxtables had kind of taken a step back from what they were doing and, and decided to be grandparents yes then. and that's what yes. the kids were seeing Mm-hmm. And so they were just kind of taking over being grandparents so, the, so they could like basically do their mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so they were an interesting pairing. I mean, they mm-hmm. just were, it worked for them. Um, it just, to me, seems like too much work to have to be with a guy who you're always having to kind of correct and put in his place and, and educate and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't think I could, I, I mean... To call them, I don't know if I would call them toxic, but they were totally teetering on a toxic. There's a to- there's a level of toxicity there, especially sure. in the beginning, sure. Um, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was just like, um, I don't know about this. I don't know if y'all gonna make it. You know? What yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? So yeah, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we might as well talk about Cliff and Claire since they're kind of like we said, the couple that was probably the most similar. Um, he yeah. similarly, I guess maybe he was closer to Elvin when he was a younger man, which is like mm-hmm. I said, Claire alluded to that. Yeah, but even as times. an older man, he was often very silly and foolish and being a little bit irresponsible. Remember, he was supposed to be like on low sodium diets and he'd be trying <laughs> to sneak subs and she'd have to take yeah. it from him, you yeah. know, and almost like a yeah. maternal way. Um, yeah. 
because he just wanted to enjoy it and stuff. But, you know, she had no problem setting her husband straight when he needed to be set straight. And, you know, mm-hmm. she was a strong woman. You know, she was raised, she raised all of her daughters to be the same from the mm-hmm. baby Rudy, who had mm-hmm. no problems putting Kenny in his place when Kenny yeah. would be talking about the backward stuff that his brother said. Yes. So, you know, Cliff loved that about her, that she was kind of like very strong. And I'm not going to say domineering, um, but she was a strong woman. And she definitely he, put he was a little silly. She, she, I mean? she did. She, she did. And, was, and he like, didn't challenge her much. Yeah. I he just... like because I, I'm a definite Cosby show aficionado. Okay. <laughs> when they, mm-hmm. In the early episodes, she was very much more black mama energy. You know what okay. I mean? She gave okay. us there, you know, I will take you out this world type of thing. That's right. I mean? That's right. That's right. And then it kind of it kind of softened into something a lot, I guess, more palatable for you know and consumable for white audiences. Okay. And I kind of okay. hated that they yeah. took away a little bit of her edge. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. in real life, Felicia Rashad got edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, you know, it took a little bit of her edge away, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she still, you know, her and and Cliff were definitely a team. Um, yeah. He you know, was easy going and laid back. I mean, I she he really didn't seem to wear the pants in that relationship, and that's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, that's what they she worked handled for them. all the punishments. She yes. ran the house, so, but I guess that's what he wanted to show. Like this is what the wife, my wife, would do. She would be running the house. She would be taking care of the kids, and I'm making the money. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of sitting back making yeah. the money. But I suppose. But, but I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, in this instance, she's making money too. You know right. what I mean? But it, they were just kind of like he just kind of like I felt like he relegated a lot of the parenting to her. Yeah, you she had I mean? to be the tough guy and the bad guy, and he would mm-hmm. co-sign and support her. Mm-hmm. Um, which in my household, I was always kind of like more of the bad cop and. Uh, my ex-husband was the good cop um but um he wore the pants in other ways and I feel like Heathcliff always deferred to her um and you know that's what that was but um yeah Yeah. it was an interesting dichotomy I don't know if also that would be a toxic relationship but it certainly was you know it was interesting you know it was interesting I don't know if it was necessarily toxic but you know I I don't was there ever a time you felt like Heathcliff, the character, spoke to Claire in like a really funky way. <laughs> like I don't, I know. don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. really remember. They didn't really have too many squabbles, and there were times, you know, it was always. Of course, it's a sitcom, so mm-hmm. I don't really remember any serious kind of things where, you know, if anything, he goofed up, he messed up, right, and he had to right. like make amends. Right. Um, right. But the focus was less on them and more about their kids and kind of raising yeah. their kids. And they were yeah. on the same page, you know, with the yeah. creative ways that they would bestow punishment and take their kids to court and do all of those things. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, they tried to show us that they had their little sexy time, you know, even yeah. with the kids and stuff. That was mm. a little cringy to me, but maybe for like, because I was young then and I didn't really want to see them making out in the bed before, you know, I was watching yeah. it with my parents. So that was weird. But they were just kind of illustrating, I guess, that. Yeah, right. Always. And then him being all flirtatious and stuff. Um, you know, but they were just trying to show us that that balance, I suppose. I guess by the time the kids are older. Black you... people love each other. Sure, you know, sure. Else, you know? So they attempted to do that. Mm-hmm. So what what about Denise and Martin? Because I just have I, just, I have stronger feelings about that that pairing. 
I do too. You know why? Because Denise, again, free spirited. Yes. And I yes. felt like she was so locked down and controlled by yeah. Mario. Yeah. She was so free spirited. Obviously, she went away to college, and we know behind the scenes that that was Cliff's attempt to, okay, I'm going to fire her from the Cosby show because she's pregnant and I don't like that, but let me give her a chance and, and feature her in, um, in this new school Hillman. But you know she was she was boring on on a different world. Yeah, I think totally. we all agree, and it didn't work out for her. The ratings actually went up after Everybody she left. The first but week. you know, <laughs> after she had her 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 child or whatever, Heathcliff graciously allowed her back on the Cosby Show. So yeah, mm-hmm. she returned. You know, and I think they used that storyline that college mm-hmm. didn't work out for her. She came back home to explore career options, and then she traveled to Africa because she's the right. free spirit. Right. And while there. She marries, unbeknownst to her parents, she go ahead and she marries this naval officer, Lieutenant Martin Kendall, who is at least 10 years older than her. Because she's got to be, she went away her freshman year. I don't remember if they said she completed it or not. She had to be about 19, 20, maybe 21 when she returned from Africa. Mm -hmm. So she was a young girl and this lieutenant had to probably be 10, 12, 15 years older. So that in itself is kind of probably, okay. I think she probably was like 23 and he probably was closer to like 35. Okay, okay. 40, so 40. he had lived, he had lived a little bit because he had a daughter, Olivia. Mm-hmm. And so he marries this young girl who he knows is this free spirit and traveling the world, not really sure what she wants to do with her life. And he decides she should be his wife and be the mother to his stepdaughter. Right. So right. I don't know. Threw her in this situation where she's an instant mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I weird. just question his character. I mean, like you thought you could just transform this free spirit into a housewife, you know, while I guess you're deployed, you go away, you trust, you're trusting this young, young girl. Um, I don't know his, for her to be such a free spirited butterfly of a mm-hmm. woman, I just found him to be very uptight, very conservative, very serious. Yeah. He was an attractive man, but he was a little annoying. His voice was all nasally. I mean, this is just my personal thing. His haircut was weird. I mean, he just wasn't a fly dude. And I just kind of feel like I was, I think a girl that young, and this was a different generation, but she, he was, he's a safe choice to marry this guy, Martin. He's been divorced. He has this daughter. He's a safe choice for, and for someone like me, a divorcee, you know, who's lived mm-hmm. myself, that seems like that's who he would marry. But for someone like her, I'm surprised that she would have settled with a safe choice. She's young. She's beautiful. The world is your oyster. You can date sure and I'm enjoy. Not, and Yeah. I'm not sure where the writers were going with that because maybe they were trying to say Denise has quote unquote grown up. And she's, you know, but she didn't seem grown up when she came back. Remember, she was kind of like all the time. Yes, and she was overwhelmed by being thrust into this stepmother role. She mm-hmm. seems still seemed very young and flighty. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, seemed it that a minute for you to warm up to her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like maybe he took advantage of the situation. Like you, this young girl probably doesn't have the best judgment, and you locked her down. A young, beautiful girl. She can be a young, beautiful trophy wife on your arm. You know, when you need her to be, come to the little military dinners in a beautiful little cocktail dress, raise your daughter while you're traveling and deployed. Mm-hmm. And and you also, you know, there wasn't housing, so they had to live with the Huxtables. I think that was something that she caused. Yeah, like, she didn't mail in Remember, wasn't that the one where they were trying to get the houseboat? <laughs> they were trying to oh live on a houseboat. Remember that? Was that oh, them? Was it Elvin and Martin? I don't, I don't remember. No, it was them. It was Denise and Martin. 
Because Jesus is trying to find him a place to live. That's and he I had think given her the responsibility of finding yeah, a place to live. She was she supposed to secure housing. Oh my! She she basically <laughs> let it um, slip through the crack. She was supposed to fill out some forms to get this yeah. military apartment, and she yeah. didn't do it. Because yeah. she was irresponsible. Like she wasn't, as, as we all were at 21, 22, 23, she didn't, well, right. maybe not, you know, actually we were both, you and I were in grad school and we really weren't, mm-hmm. here. but you know, some mm-hmm. people are and, yeah. and she, it fell through. So they end up living with her parents and it mm-hmm. just was weird, you know, it was, it was, it was a weird thing. Weird. It was uptight. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Really uptight. And it, it, it seemed like, it, it seemed like on the show, like, I guess he kind of tolerated him. Like, yeah. he didn't necessarily like him, so to speak, but he just kind of tolerated him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, if this is Denise, you know, chose, and so be it. You know, yeah. they didn't really give her as much flack. They were about... shocked that she went off and got married. So I know that that was, that you know. They were shocked that she came and got married. That was then, the free-spirited Denise that we know. And a whole little girl. <laughs> back yeah. I guess yeah. if I if I thought that the writers were being true to her character, okay, she went away to college. It didn't work out for her. You know, so she returns home, traveling to Africa. All of this is consistent with the Denise that we know. I would have thought she would have come back with a real life Lenny Kravitz. You know what I yes. mean? Someone like that. Show. Yeah, right, kind of right. like when she dated that guy. You know, she dated several guys who I guess Bill Cosby thought of as bad boys and all this. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought she would have brought home that kind of guy, you know? But mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to show that kind of transition of her marrying this older man with a kid. Is it supposed to make her responsible? I don't know. Like I, so. I think so. Because the girls shouldn't get married that early anyway. But again, this no, is a different generation. No. She yeah, needed to wait yeah. at least 10 to 15 years. If the show had continued, they probably would be divorced. And of she'd course. be on her second husband. The free spirit <laughs> like this out. Well, that's how I fantasize. She would have ran into Shazan and got married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they would have a bunch of beautiful babies together. Exactly. Yes. yes. Beautiful we're, long we're lives. Shazan's like, didn't you go to hell, man? Right. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It was just a weird kind of, he was kind of a safe, boring guy. I just kind of felt like she settled, you know? Nice guy, responsible guy, handsome, you know, probably a Republican. But just, you don't need to settle for a nice thing. Sure, sure. He's going to be traveling for so much time. You're not even going to get to enjoy. And also, when you're a young girl, to marry someone with stepchildren, like with children, like you just don't need to be tied down. Your life is immediately changed when you become a stepmom. Claire kept telling her, Denise, this is a big responsibility. Okay, was she wanting her? Okay. Are you ready for this? And she's like, I think I am. I, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it was just too much. I don't know what they were going with that storyline. I don't know. I didn't like it. I, I, I mean, like but you know, well, I mean, at the time it was like, okay, I just still think that Bill kind of, I'm not sure what he was Well, then, you know, they had to bring the ratings up. The kids were getting old. Yeah, it was different. And Olivia certainly added something new, like you said. And that could have been a calculated decision because yeah. Rudy had kind of aged out of her cute, her cute stage. Remember Ke- Keisha Knight Pulliam now was kind of like an adolescent, which is like for yeah, all of us that very awkward stage. Yeah. It's no longer mm-hmm. baby cute. And yeah, Raven Simone certainly introduced some something fresh and cute again. She right. was adorable. She was witty. She had the little quips. And right. um, yeah, so perhaps they knew they wanted to bring in another little girl. They couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, like yeah. some shows, yeah. they could have had Nelson and Winnie grow up over the season and come back at five year- as five-year-olds. And that could have <laughs> right, been right, it. Right. But, you know, I guess they didn't want to do it like <clears throat> that. You know? Right, right. Side note, so, I hate yeah. this in real life. Oh, do you? 
Her, bitch, how you get Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa? She must have some magical stuff. Because I mean, Maybe. what in the world? Aquaman, girl, and Lenny Kravitz. That is so funny. Yeah. But she's done well. Yes. yes. And her daughter is her spitting image. My goodness, I'm Zoe. Oh, spitting image. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Finally, who else is left? Got Dadness and Vanessa. That was an awkward, awkward season. Well, I think that goes, was season seven. Whew. It was. Vanessa goes off to college. She goes to Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, the, one yes. of the oldest HBCUs. Yes. And she goes off to Lincoln. She comes back with Dadness. She tells her parents, no warning, no nothing. Mom, Dad, I'm getting married. Here's my fiance. Here's All Dadness. of her kids, their kids did it this way. Like, do they question, yeah. like, what is going on? Except for, except for Sandra. Sandra except was for the Sandra. nice, responsible one. Okay, fine. Yeah, they got married. But you so, see the theme with this older guy, though. Older guys. Why did they like to do that on this show? But go ahead. Really, what really took me off about Dabness and Vanessa was, okay, okay, he's older. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But he was the janitor at the school. Yeah, he was the head of maintenance. Yeah, that was head bizarre. Head of maintenance. Although, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey, it might pay some money, but it could have paid that much. Trust me, the HBC, it wasn't paying. That no, much. it wasn't. Yeah. And so yeah. how in the world did she end up with all them dudes on campus? All them school? promising boys there. And, and your family. Your I mean, yes. come on now. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you end up with the head of maintenance, girl. Maybe like, they were trying to do like kind of that, like, Show us how defiant and rebellious privileged kids are. You know, they have all of these, like you said, potentially successful young guys at the school, and you're going to choose to be with this person. Yes, her parents were very disgusted to meet him. Their young girl, disgusted. your daughter, yeah. she was a freshman when she, right? And then she came back and engaged. She was a sophomore. She might have been a sophomore. And then um, so quickly she... to be engaged to this older <laughs> man. And like you said, <laughs> A housekeeper, like head of the the housekeeping maintenance department. Maintenance department, and he wasn't even a looker. I mean, that's just. I and mean, she I tried don't know to come to her parents sideways, saying, "Y'all just being bourgeoisie because he's a." <laughs> oh, did she? Remember? She was like, "You just oh, being up and making up because you put down your nose at him because you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you make so much money, and blah blah blah." blah. And they were like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, girl." Right. No, like they like um um Doctor Hustle said that famous line. You presented to him to. To us on a trash can, it's like putting a steak <laughs> on a trash can, right, right, you know, right, on, a, right. On, a, on a trash can lid. That's correct, exactly what correct. you did. Kind of like you know? if you, when you first met him, you could have let us know I met a guy. This is what he does, and kind of let them get used to the idea. But not to bring him home, talking about this is my fiance, and you think we're going to jump over and do backflips, and then you're going to blame it on us being elitist that we don't like him or like this situation. And I didn't I guess think he he and. And Vanessa had much in common. I mean, what did he, they? He, he seems like a guy who was, who was well read and stuff like that. Just like you know, being a janitor, so what? You can still be a learned person. But was you know, he divorced he, as well, or had was this his? Would this be his first marriage? I think I I want to say he was he had been married before or something like that. I'm sure. I think he he, looked, he was supposed to be late twenties, but he looked a little older. But you know sometimes old. actors back then were older. <laughs> it, again, older. An odd pairing. 
because Vanessa is similar. She wasn't a free spirit in the hippie sense like her sister Denise, but she also wasn't the goody two-shoes like her sister Sandra. She was the one who always was getting in trouble, getting into mischief, sneaking off to the concerts. You know what I'm saying? Trying to right. wear the makeup before she was supposed to wear it, dressing right. sexy, making little videos, like the, the old-fashioned version of like TikTok and all that stuff. You know, remember right. the sexy little bit. So she was always kind of that fun mischievous daughter and mm-hmm. so for her to go and get married now to this older mature man or to get engaged just like what are y'all doing like I don't know again I, I don't think their um, engagement lasted long right they ended up not getting married and she ended up not getting married and you know what we don't even know did, did Vanessa even graduate like we don't even know I <laughs> don't Vanessa, remember how if she graduated we don't even know if Vanessa yeah. even graduated from college or not I don't even know what she ended up doing with her life, to be quite honest. Right. Dadness situation. Dadness um, bricky. So, Even that name was, like, weird. I mean, just everything about the whole situation was, was weird. I get, you know, when a show lasts right. for that many seasons, though, yeah. I understand that, you know, the writers have to get creative to keep the plot yeah. going and fresh. To be honest, I was kind of over it by the time. I guess everybody was older. So Erica Alexander came, and then she introduced, yeah. you know, she was working at that, um, the center, you know, for disadvantaged kids and it was different it was kind of introduced a different generation we met Charmaine but that was kind of the beginning of the end do you know what I mean so yeah I don't remember what role Vanessa really what happened with her life and then because you know we and didn't just, get and, to, and to backtrack to to uh, Denise and Martin remember Mrs. Kendall his mama hated I, Denise. I don't remember much about she, her who, do you remember who the actress was that played her I can't, I can't remember. Um, did she hate her free-spirited nature? What was it she Denise. hate? She didn't like Denise, like, you know, um, she didn't like anything about Denise, basically. You know, <laughs> she, she probably like, wanted her, her son to marry, maybe, you know, an older, more mature woman. I mean, who knows? It was kind of sudden for her, too. You know, she was just like, um, who is this, who is this yeah. lady? Mm-hmm. But her, her mom was, um, you know, her mom was um, Nancy Wilson. The mom oh, was okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah, like you said, his parents were similar to the Huxtables. Very similar to that. Yeah. I remember Denise came down in that ugly ass outfit. <laughs> it was ugly. Oh, you have a good memory. I don't. Was she that, trying to dress up and stuff? Yeah, she was trying to dress up. She had on like a like a cardigan over her outfit, and it all was conservative, knowing that's not her. All conservative and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't really care for it at all. Yeah, poor thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a, that was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could have. Uh, yeah, it was just interesting choices and in spouses, and perhaps yeah. it was a com. I think it was a combination of maybe a little bit of comic relief, and then also mm-hmm. Cliff's fantasies, Bill Cosby's fantasies of these nice men that he wanted his girls to hook up with. At least in the case of like Martin and Elvin, or, or even this idea of what a blended family should look like. Because, yeah, yeah, perhaps, I mean, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It was better. Weird. It yeah, it better. was. It was. Denise and Martin, I don't know. That bothered me the most. I just didn't yes. like that. Yes. I, didn't it, like it just, that. I guess maybe is it because we knew the real nature of what was going on behind the scenes? 
I don't know. It and just was like so opposite us. of who she would settle with. Maybe he was yeah. kind of being acting out. I'm gonna put you with this person, and maybe it'll tame your wild ass, you know? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, real yeah. life, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Elvin wasn't. I didn't hate that as much because Claire Huxtable's reads were just so iconic. It gave <laughs> us so much fodder for and good. It put him in his place. Yeah. Yeah, and it helped educate maybe some men who were chauvinists watching the show because every time Elvin was put in his place, he looked very sheepish and silly. But eventually he started to learn. Maybe it sunk in a little. Um, I still don't know how Sandra could could date a man like that. So opposite from who she is. But, you know, sometimes the yin and the yang is what works, I guess. So, but yeah, the comedy show certainly brought us some interesting couples. Very interesting couples. If we forgot. Not any... necessarily toxic, but not, uh, not, uh, should not be romanticized or idealized, I don't think. Remember um, Charmaine and what's his name? They were, um, oh god! <laughs> I forget his name. What was his oh, name? God, was his the name? guy who he went on and did those, did a bunch of movies and stuff. Well, we know his real name, but I mean, his, I forgot what his Lance. What was his real name? Lance. 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 How can we forget? Lance. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was toxic. It was. Too, it was too much. Yeah, that was super toxic. Toxicity going on. And remember when she went off to college and she was still trying to be with Lance, and he basically shaded her. Where she got the yeah, human, and he was like, I, do. Um, I don't have nothing, I don't have nothing, I don't have nothing to do with you. And they basically broke yeah. up over the phone. She was working yes. at the pit. Oh, yes, yes. Heartbreaking. Oh my God. It was. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a funny couple. Alan Payne. Yeah. I like him. Mm-hmm. I did too. I just watched Jason Leary the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot how hot that movie was. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, talking about Trey songs and then go talk about this. Right, so exactly. Anyway, <laughs> well, that was this week's topic about TV couples, um, toxic or nah. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about watching romance and this week's reading romance recommendations. <laughs> in watching romance this week um we both watched the wendy williams movie and documentary mm-hmm. i can't believe i actually sat there and watched it four hours of tv four very hours entertaining might i say yeah let me say yeah. Uh, uh, let me say something i didn't need the movie all i wanted was the documentary <laughs> but i will say the young woman playing her did a very good job she did, she did a great job she did, she did. A really good job. I don't know her the name. The best documentaries whatever. are the ones where um, I think that the real life person and the actors and actresses can really sit down and kind of talk to one another about the mm-hmm. role, so mm-hmm. that person can really step into that role. Because you know, too yeah. often you see a thing where the person, the real life person, is like, "Well, they never consulted me before they played me. They never spoke to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I couldn't help them." Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Of course, this was obviously a movie that Wendy wanted to do. So yeah. of course, she had. She had a hand in hand selecting the actress. So that was cool. And the yeah. guy who played Kevin was good. Yeah, he was my dude that played Suge. He played Suge Knight. He did. Think, oh, he's a perfect Suge Knight. Yeah, he played Suge Knight. Um, in um Straight Out of Compton, I think. So yeah, oh, he played okay. Suge Knight too. So he plays he, that good, tall, kind of thuggish role. He's a handsome yeah, guy. He, he's very handsome. You know, that's my mm-hmm. type. He's handsome. <laughs> And is he kind of? He's not from. He had to do that New York accent. Where is he from? I think he like is Cali from Cali. Or I think he is okay, from Cali. yeah, right. So he's that West Coast accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did a really good job. He did. And, he did. And, um, you know, I did not know that. You know, she had been assaulted. I didn't know that she yeah. had an abortion. That she can She kind of felt bad about losing the baby and felt like because yeah. she had the abortion. Yeah. That was the reason why she. 
which is not being punished true. and stuff. Yeah. That's what she felt. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I so knew about all her miscarriages like since I've, I've listened to her since the radio days. And I definitely remember mm-hmm. her going through all of the miscarriages. And that was like mm-hmm. really sad. So that was, mm-hmm. I appreciated her kind of sharing that story. So how old um, is her son now? Right now, I think he's a sophomore in um, college. Oh. I believe he's that. College in, in Florida. Yeah, I think this must be so hard for him to have to have, you know. But yeah, it's all been all his life, I guess. Yeah, um, but she doesn't really show pictures of him and stuff like that. So yeah, she tries yeah. to protect him and stuff. Yeah, when he so. was younger, he used to be on the show occasionally. She would bring him out, but you know, she's when she started that show, he was like younger than my kids. He was like yeah. nine and stuff. Yeah, but no, it was super raw, super gritty. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, I don't like people coming out saying, "Oh, well, this probably isn't true. She lied. She made that up." I don't think anything's alive. Yeah. She's sitting there crying and yeah, yeah. she's she's very much giving me uh great gardens. <laughs> but laying yeah. up there with her robes on and stuff like right. that. <laughs> and her um today was the first day they were back after the hiatus because of the okay. snowstorm in New York. Yeah. And so she did kind of speak on the movie and she you know thanked everyone for kind of her the support and she did comment on the documentary piece which you know um if you saw like the documentary she spent there were two interview scenes for her one she was in like a black outfit and more like yeah. a dressed formal suit and the other one was from her quarantine apartment and her right. gowns and robes and caviar that you were describing yeah. but you know she was basically like sobbing in every scene like she yeah. would start talking and then she would yeah. start sobbing and she was kind of like i just want to give you guys a little context to that she said this documentary and movie has taken a total of two and a half years to make so oh, she wow. said at the time that that interview footage was taken that was in 2019 so it's 2021 now obviously Mm -hmm. so she said that was in 2019 everything was very fresh and so Mm. she said it was very raw it was very Mm. difficult to talk about that Mm. so she said those were real tears because I was kind of still living Mm. it and we were making the documentary and the movie as I was living it so she said that she said if we if I talk about this stuff today she said, I might get get emotional, she said, but it's not going to be me sobbing and can barely talk because she was like, <laughs> I know, you know what, that, made, it, that what... made me, in, in, you know, I'm not a yeah. huge Wendy Williams fan, but that's mm-hmm. what made me like her more. To, yeah, to her very vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah be vulnerable like that. And and I was like, dang, Wendy, I didn't know you was going through. Yeah, things. yeah. I'm sorry, my husband ain't shit. Let's just put it yeah. out there. Okay. Yeah, shit. My God, what a, what a awful person. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah she i i think or i hope that it showed people a more vulnerable side and maybe they can be i mean i know a lot of people who are not wendy fans will see it as well this life of this pain she's having this karma for all the things she's done i see it as she's an entertainer she's got to do what she's got to do she provides she's an entertainment inter- exactly she's an entertainer and, who reports um, live gossip and, and I that's, think that's fun, been around forever. And that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just the face of it. Otherwise, you just have tabloids. But she's the face of the gossip, and and people mm-hmm. hate her for that. I I mm-hmm. get it. I think that um she was honest in the movie, and that it depicted that she didn't trash Kevin. I don't think there was anything about the movie that was untrue about Kevin. She said she gave him an opportunity to take part in the documentary so he could speak his piece and his truth and right. feel free to dispute anything he wanted to just she said it wouldn't have been cut it wouldn't have been edited she really wanted him to kind of be able to kind of counter anything or, or just speak his piece and, and he refused to participate but mm-hmm. I think that she showed that she really loved him and it appeared that he loved her and mm-hmm. that she was in love with him so mm-hmm. I think that her tears were very rare, real because she loved him I she didn't close her eyes to, to the cheating until she, I guess she couldn't close that eye anymore when he brought mm-hmm. home the baby, it's just he he did her dirty. 
as as people tend to do. And um, I'm glad that she was empowered and to leave, even if it took a baby. I'm glad that she because she could have just yeah. kind of tried to quiet the tabloids. I remember during the time when the tabloids had come out with the baby, and on the, I remember that episode, and they showed it in the documentary where she showed her ring and was like, "I'm still wearing my ring. I'm still married." And I remember feeling sadness, like the audience clapped, mm-hmm. but it was just at that point. You can kind of quiet a few rumors of affairs, but it was too much. They already, they had pictures of the, um, the mistress. She was pregnant. I just felt bad. I was just like, she's got to address this. She's got to take this story and own it. You can't keep being like, we're fine. We're good. I'm still wearing my ring. Cause it's like, then the strong woman who I've always known you to be and looked up to is not looking like the strong woman. It's looking sad. So I I just felt so good when she took back the power and came out with it. So right. yeah, it was, it was empowering that documentary. I don't necessarily believe that he wasn't abusive. Yes, verbally though, I just yeah, because yeah. he seemed like a very volatile man. He had all of the traits that we know abusers have. He yes. was controlling. He was emotionally and verbally abusive. Um, you know, she is. was making the money, like all of the signs that there was a physical abusive piece are there. And I also mm-hmm. think that there probably was some abuse that she didn't want to disclose. I think mm-hmm. maybe she was protecting his privacy because you, know, you still have to co-parent and you don't want to make enemies mm-hmm. of your ex. I know this from personal experience. Sometimes you right. just have to like let certain things go. And also to protect little Kevin, I right. think that whatever Kevin saw or didn't see growing up, Maybe he doesn't know about dad sometimes choking mom out or hitting her allegedly mm-hmm. or whatever. And maybe she just kind of wanted to spare him that. But no, right. no, I, I agree with you. It just would be hard to believe that he has all of these other classic traits of an abusive man, but not right. that piece. Right. You yeah. Know? Because he's breaking he, tables, that, slamming yeah. hands down, break and yeah. breaking stuff. And if you can't control your temper in the studio in front of all those people and you mm-hmm. crashing and kicking tables and stuff, you're telling me behind closed doors when nobody's there, you're not breaking tables and doing other things to your yeah. wife. Yes. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm I mean, just glad she's out of it. I don't think he would leave bruises on her because she had to go to work. Um, mm-hmm. But but I just, you know. Can she's we talk about her, par- her parents though for a minute? Mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. God rest her mama so I know her mama gone. Well, they did a number on her. And she's they talking about that, right? Yeah, they on her self-esteem. Her. Yeah, both of them. Not just mom, but dad too. Dad too, yeah. From and you the know, they were kind of a... From the very putting her on those diets and all that stuff. Oh, you know, they were very sad, kind of, man. you know, image conscious, bourgeois yeah, view type of yeah. family. And, you know, she yes. was in kind of upper crust neighborhood, yes. you know, and yeah. she was, you know, had to look a certain way, act a certain way and stuff yeah. like that. They put a number on her and her self-esteem and why she got yeah. all this day with surgery yes. and all that stuff. Yes. And why she was turning to cocaine in, yes. in, in the first yes. place. To keep herself mm-hmm. skinny, really. And being you know? bulimic and all those things. That's yes. a direct result of, of your upbringing and of a controlling parent who has yes. is really obsessed with body image. And that's what the research on anorexia and bulimia nervosa show, that it really mm-hmm. is common in like those middle and upper class families where, you know, the parents are a little bit over-involved and controlling. And like you said, want you to look a certain way and act a certain way. And they don't want that overweight daughter or mm-hmm. daughter who does too loud, too tall, to whatever they want you to conform but i'm glad that she showed that to show that black yeah. folks get it too 
yes and to show my parents aren't my family's not perfect all families have issues you know all families have these issues none of us are perfect and you know I still love my family so much and I was Mm. glad also on today's show she did kind of briefly address Tommy because remember we reported a few weeks back about the beef the ugly beef between her and Tommy in the funeral but she said that after the documentary aired you know her family members called her and just told her they were really really proud of her and for speaking her truth including Tommy she didn't get into what he said but she said I want you guys to know I'm good we're good he called me after the documentary we talked and and that made me happy because families can fight and have spats but it's always good to know when they kind of are able to come back because life is too short. You know what I mean? It's so, good. so yeah, you gotta, you gotta come back around and make it right. So, yeah, that's so but good. yeah, so if you didn't catch it, there will be an encore of the documentary and, and I say, please do whether you love her or hate her. It's interesting. It was, it it's an interesting, interesting story. Interesting, interesting yeah, about yeah. making it in the industry and kind of the things that we go through as women, like you said, including the sexual assault and, and all those other things. The cocaine. And she, was a pi- and she was a pioneer. I'm yes. wondering who was the person that said she was. I, I don't know who it was. We talked but about she, that. Remember? It was said, uh, the R&B. Oh, maybe we didn't talk about it. Maybe it was she, said it was, she said it was a one hit wonder guy. Yes, it was. the. I thought we reported on it, but maybe we didn't. And it was the guy and his wife was really upset about how she came forward. I have to look back. Um, the name was not something I knew. He is a guy who I even looked him up. I didn't recognize the song. My mom said she did. Let me see his name. He's he's not a guy who we would know like, oh, you know, um, the guy from Shalimar. Not yeah, Shalimar, yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just some 80s dude. I didn't know. I think we talked about it. it, was, it was, because he's that basically about, leaked I mean, before I, the documentary. Yeah, his but... name is... Uh, and and you may know him when you look him up, but I certainly didn't. And I did not know his name at all. I mean, I didn't know his song. Um, so yeah, it was uh but remember his wife was upset that she would come forward and she didn't deny that he had done it, but she was kind of like, Oh, you know, my husband's dead, so why would you come out and you know and even bring that up? His name is Sherrick. His name is Sherrick. He okay. was in a group called Cagney. And he had no. some hit with called Just Call. Girl, I didn't know it. It was <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he raped her in that Washington DC hotel room oh, and stuff. Right. And um but you know, even I didn't know she was sexually assaulted either. But she's talked about that a lot, like on her radio show and also mm. on the show, just about how as young women we just have to really be mindful of the situations we put ourselves in because men will take advantage and sometimes you just like not to change the subject too much, but, you know, even like that Desiree Washington, remember, and Mike Tyson yes, incident. Yes. And to this day, men and women or just people are so split on what happened. Mm-hmm. Why would you go up to someone's room at 2 a.m.? She asked for it. And I've always maintained she was naive. She was at the beauty pageant weekend in the hotel. He was a celebrity. She probably thought she could go up and have a drink. And, and then if she didn't want to do something, say, I don't want to do it because she probably right. was raised by, you know, in a privileged family where you could say, no, I'm leaving. And then she got raped. And I believe she got raped. And, and so many people would be like, why would you put yourself in your situation? You know better. You know what happens at 2 a.m. Guess what? When I was 18, 19, I know I may have gone up to the room, like thinking mm-hmm. I can be in control of this and leave when I want. So mm-hmm. I definitely can see how it happened with Wendy, who was at that time probably in her 20s and so many girls. So yeah, yeah. Wendy's always yeah. telling a cautionary tale about just how date rape happens. And, and I didn't know it was based on her own experiences, but it doesn't yeah. surprise me. I'm glad she included that part. I am too. You I know, am too. it was important. 
it was very important. I really enjoyed it. I really, I didn't think was, I would, was but I enjoyed yeah, it. I'm glad you gave it a chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked it know. better than that salt and pepper one. Oh God. I wonder if Wendy <laughs> to herself was like, yeah, baby. Am I? No, because <laughs> Lifetime was starting to lose my respect when it comes to these biopics now. Because I was just they like. They did it when, the, look, they did it with the Clark sisters. But oh, then. Oh, I, was that good? Because I didn't see girl, that. So good. Okay, so I need good. to catch that then. Okay. That one was amazing. That was good? Okay, okay. Because they've done some really bad and They're ones. about to do Mahalia Jackson next. Okay. Well, I said, okay, those they might do good on. Are but you going to be watching the um the Whitney Houston, Chris, Bobby Christina I'm documentary? I'm not watching I'm that. I'm so sick of them. They will not stop beating a dead horse. I'm just so yeah, I know what they're doing. doing. What's mm-hmm. that sister-in-law's name? Pat. <laughs> you know this Pat. Fuck oh, Pat. Oh, my God. I'm going to say this for the show. Fuck like, Pat. Let, them, oh, my let them babies rest in peace. Oh, I know. I know. Pat's yeah. the one who wanted to do the um, hologram of Whitney on yes, tour and everything else. Is. Pat, is. I'm sure that that estate has more than enough money that she doesn't need to keep doing all this stuff. They've got to have a lot of money. Yes, I don't know. There's ways to keep someone's <sighs> legacy alive in a special way without re-digging up the what happened, Bobby Christine in the bathtub, the similarities aren't we know that. Oh, it's gross. It's it gross. is it is, thank you. It is. It's gross. It's gross. Oh Woo. Lord. Yeah, anyway. Anywho, on that note. <laughs> on that note. Mm-hmm. On that note, um, this week um, I'm really excited. We talked a little bit about it in our hot topics. But mm-hmm. uh Zendaya and uh, John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son. I have a movie coming out this Friday on Netflix. Called oh, Ma- was that this Friday? Yeah, it's Friday. Yes. It's called Malcolm and Marie. Um, it was filmed during quarantine uh, by the same producers who do Euphoria um, that mm-hmm. Zendaya is on, uh, which was, by the way, nominated for some Golden Globes, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so it looks like it's going to be a very romantic, sort of like a, a couple kind of going through the, the trials and tribulations of you know, just being a couple and falling yeah. out of love, and we just need that. We need, yeah, that. we do we need, need that. We need these type of kind of diverse roles and stuff. And you know, the hoopla is, oh my gosh, she's so much younger than him. He is thirty five, she is twenty four, and she's twenty. My goodness, she's yeah. not that much. I mean, nine years, something like that. Yeah. Well, what is that? people have to always look for something negative. I don't know. He's thirty six, and she's twenty four. Okay. Well, she's grown and she's not like almost grown. She's grown, grown. I'm like, y'all let her do all kind of drugs and showing her titties and everything else on mm-hmm. euphoria, but y'all mm-hmm. don't want her naked up with a grown black man. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah. want her snorting cocaine. Right. Off, off a trans, a trans, um, trans woman's body, but Mercy. y'all won't, y'all won't let her be laid up here with a brother. <laughs> my goodness no disrespect to the trans community at yeah, all but yeah. i'm just saying let's, 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 let's call a spade a spade yeah. she, y'all don't y'all are okay with her being in these kind of high schooly situations what I'm they saying. want her to keep being kc from um i used to like to watch that show let her be grown just like do i have to post naked for y'all to respect that i'm grown now right and then she's doing euphoria which is still a high schooler but it's gritty you know what i mean it's a really gritty show about drug abuse about body dysmorphia about um sexual assault about about all these things that the kids are going through right now and it's kind of gen z I think a lot of times 
for we don't want our young actresses to kind of grow up and be these sexual women and if they do grow up we want them to stay and bless their hearts because you know you and I both love them but we want them to have that wholesome little image like Keisha Knight Pulliam Tatiana Ali and Tia and Samira Mori and do only the Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movies and it's kind of like maybe they want to grow up and do some NC-17 movies or grow up and, and do something gritty and star in a movie with Denzel's son who's 12 years older or whatever and do a second. And that's okay. Just because you started out as Casey the spy on thing doesn't mean you can't, you don't, you can do more than like a Hallmark right. Christmas movie right. if you started out as a child actress. Right. And we respect that. So yeah, we got to let her do her thing. It's like, I love I mean, her. I respect her, Zendaya. I mean, these conversations are so cyclical because think about, again, Lisa Bonet, she went out, tried to do her own thing when she was t- turned 18. God, and he tried to and, shut her down. He hated that. Yeah, and she did that kind of racy movie, and it was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, she's doing this racy movie. And, yeah, he was know, furious. Everybody, How dare you do that? Yeah. And like, probably if she wasn't like a fan favorite on Cosby show, he probably wouldn't have even brought her back or allowed her to do a different world. Right, but I think he said right. he let her do a different world to show her, okay, well, she wants to be all fast and stuff. Well, I'll, I'll depict her as a grown up in college. And that was kind of how he justified it, which it made sense. Of course, it flopped. But I do think he only let her come back to Cosby show because the fans wanted Denise. They loved her free spirit. Right, I bet right. he wouldn't have wanted her to come back otherwise to punish her for, you know, right. I think she right. did pose in Playboy during the show. And I don't know yeah. if that was technically against the contract. She posed, but... she posed half naked when she was pregnant with um, Zoe. Zoe. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Golly. People always want to control somebody. Always Anywho, control. we don't went into a whole other podcast know, topic. But there... <laughs> but anyway, and then lastly, a movie's coming out around Valentine's Day. And I'm so excited, y'all. I'm so excited for it. It's called Namaste Wahala. It's the first time Bollywood meets Nollywood. So we got a Ooh, Bollywood movie. That's nice. Meets Bollywood actor, big time Bollywood actor, meeting a big time Nigerian actress. So they're coming together, two studios coming together under, under the Netflix umbrella to bring us a romance between a beautiful, attractive Indian man. He is fine as and then this, and then this uh, Nigerian woman, see kind of the culture clashing, and you know, are they they're gonna get married? And it's like, oh my god, you know what's gonna happen during this whole wedding, and blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, Nigerian weddings are huge, right? Indian, oh weddings, my god, they're Disney weddings, and are, big and grand and luxurious. Just think about the combination between a big old Indian Desi wedding and a big old Nigerian wedding, girl. Fabulous. I feel like this movie is going to give us everything we need for Valentine's when Day. When is this coming out? Valentine's Day. Netflix, you said? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Valentine's this is going to be so good. But it's coming out. I, Valentine's just, Day. I really like the Nigerian movies on um on Netflix. They're so good. I, I stumbled into one by accident and I just really enjoy them. Yeah, I do too. I love them. They're so good. And they're so well made, you know? They're well made and it's like beautiful. The costuming, the sets, just everything. Because it looks Very similar beautiful. to the US, but everything's just prettier. More luxurious, more colorful. I love it. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look forward to. Those are some things to look forward to. Um, as for reading romance, I only have two recommendations because I'm trying to catch up in my um, advanced reader copies. Um, but one is called Makeup and Breakup by Lily Menon. It's about two rival app developers who are clashing. Um, and then, you know, it's like rivals, lovers to... Um, you know, enemies to lovers, and then she's drawn to 
Anika, who is Indian, is drawn to this guy named Hudson Craft. That's a dumb name, but anyway, <laughs> his name is Hudson <laughs> And, um, you know, all they can think about is their apps. And one's, one has an app about kind of making up, like in a relationship. And then yeah. the other one has created an app that's about breaking up. So they're like clashing <laughs> because they have two like rival apps that are doing opposite things in relationships. That is so clever and with the time. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> And so the last one is called Love is a Revolution, which was, uh, it's, it was really good by Renee Watson. And it features a plus size young girl. It's a YA book. Um, when Nala Robertson reluctantly agrees to attend an open night with her cousin, Imani's birthday, she finds herself falling in love with Ty Brown, the MC. He's perfect, except Ty's an activist. He spends the summer putting on events in the community, but Nala would rather watch movies and try ice cream so to impress him she's tried she tells some lies about you know what she has in common with him mm-hmm. but you know the more she's lying, the harder she falls for him and um it's tries to show that you know plus size girls are beautiful and you know they like getting the attention of hot guys too and yeah. you know you know popular girls they're popular too and sometimes they can be shallow and you know you know people have kind of mm-hmm. um, or whatever so mm-hmm. those are just the two books that I recommend for the reading romance I'm going to catch up Very nice. with all the other books that I have I think I have like 17 more books to read so mm-hmm. and plus my own stuff to do so anyway <laughs> so yeah so this was our um pretty interesting talking about the coffee show and other stuff mm-hmm. um, so you guys follow us on again follow us on Facebook book um in our group which is called romance in color um you can find us on twitter which is romance in with the letter n and color c-o-l-o-u-r and you can find us on instagram at romance in color with a u with a so, u. Mm-hmm. u please do not forget the u because there's another romance in color they have oh, it's there <laughs> they haven't posted in a while but they're not without it they're, they're without a u though but um, we're the only active ones that are on social media. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you guys take care and have a great work week. Have and- a wonderful week and weekend, guys. Stay yes. safe out there in the streets. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And double up on your mask if you need to. That's what they're saying now. Double up on the mask. Now. Double up on the mask. Jesus Christ, how are we going to breathe? But anyway. <laughs> and go to Twitter if you didn't get to see that Trey Songs video. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. go to Twitter and, and, <laughs> and tell us what you think. <laughs> so end on that note. <laughs> end on that note. We'll talk okay, to bye, you guys. Later. Bye. <laughs>